For decades, students at Michigan games were assigned seats with the seniors getting the best ones. Made sense. But for some games last year, a quarter of the 20,000 or so people in the student section were no-shows. So athletic director Dave Brannon decided to switch them to general admission, first come, first seated, to get them to show up on time, or at all. The students went ballistic. Yes, some can display a breathtaking sense of entitlement. And they won't get much sympathy either from the average Joe who's got to pay three or four times what the students pay. But before we go around bashing the students too much, perhaps we ought to be asking why they're not showing up. Punishing your paying customers for not liking your product enough is probably not something they teach at Michigan's Ross School of Business. The athletic department hasn't asked them, but I've got a few hunches. Because tickets are so expensive now and games take so long, the current students didn't go when they were kids, which is when you get hooked on the band flying out of the tunnel and the players touching the banner. Of course, our habit formed because we knew the game was going to start at 1.05 every Saturday for years. Now it could be noon or 3.30 or 8, and they don't even tell you when it's going to be until that week. Why? TV, which is to say money. We also knew back then Michigan would be playing a solid opponent every game. In Bo Schembechler's 21 years, they played 59 non-Big Ten teams. How many were not from major conferences? Exactly one. Long Beach State in 1987. My freshman year, Michigan played all nine Big Ten opponents and just two non-conference games. Against what, Central, Western, or Eastern Michigan? No. Tried 20th-ranked Notre Dame on the road and 12th-ranked UCLA at home. My junior year, Michigan's first two home games were against 1st-ranked Miami and 16th-ranked Washington. Do you think we got there on time? Now they give us a steady diet of junk food football from lesser conferences and even lesser divisions and demand steakhouse prices. Delaware State, anybody? Back then, we knew we'd be entertained every minute with first-rate football or first-rate band music because only two games per season were televised. No TV means no TV timeouts. Games took less than three hours. Now every single game is televised, which means commercial breaks, which means four-hour games in the cold. During those breaks, instead of live band music, which you can't get anywhere else, they give us recorded rock music, which you can get anywhere else. And now they're replacing that with ads on the big screen TVs. Okay, the ads are from Michigan's other teams, not toothpaste, but that's still not going to thrill any students I know. Some weekends they don't play at all because the longer schedule requires off weeks and also pushes the Ohio State game to Thanksgiving weekend. See ya, out-of-state students. Everything we could take for granted, the starting time, the schedule, the nonstop fun, the current students cannot. The students are not leaving Michigan football. Michigan football is leaving them. Habits are hard to develop, but they're very easy to break. Instead of bringing back what students got hooked on in the first place, the same week Dave Brannon announced that student tickets would be increased by 25%. And for what? To pay the director of a nonprofit department a million dollars a year and to replace Schembechler Hall, built two decades ago to last a century, with something bigger, better, and more expensive. They knocked it down last week. Does Brandon care about the past? Does he care about the future? After antagonizing the students, does he really think they'll come back 10 or 20 years from now at four times the price and bring their kids? I wouldn't bet the big house on it, but Brandon is.